Good afternoon, Eastern Washington and fellow Patriots. This is Matt Shea, and welcome to Patriot Radio, broadcasting live from deep inside the heart of the future Liberty State, brought to you once again by On Fire Ministries and the legacy of Dr. Stan Monteith, bringing you the story behind the story and the news behind the news. It's not about right or left. It's about right and wrong, about our hope not being in man, but in Jesus Christ, and about not ending in prayer, but moving to action. It's also about the gospel of the kingdom, Zechariah 2.5, but I declare as the Lord will be a wall of fire to her on all sides. And I will be the glory in her midst. And today, I, I, I want to talk about this, the presence of the glory in our midst means that God's present, presence is going to start driving things out of our life. And that fire on all sides, that actually makes it so hot that the snakes in your life will come up, they'll come up out of your life. And they'll begin to be exposed, and you either deal with them, or they will bite you. And I love it when Paul was bit by the, the serpent. He's lit a fire. He's on an island. They're cold. He lights a fire, and he puts more wood on it. And it gets hot enough that serpent comes up out of the fire, and it, it latches onto his hand, and he deals with it by throwing it back into the fire. And the poison had no effect. They actually waited for him to die. Well, this is similar in our lives where we have things that are exposed in our lives. They come up out of the, the fire being there. And we have one of two responses. We can do what, what many leaders call extreme ownership, and we can own that part of it, and we can say, okay, I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to throw it into the fire. Lord, put it down at the foot of the cross. You have it. We're done. Or there can be the justifications and things to not deal with it at that time. And, and so we, we've talked about this here on the show before. As we go through this in our, in our own personal lives, it's also something we need to go through for our nation. We have to admit where we made mistakes and be honest about it and deal with the fact that we own those things, right? Like, for example, the church in America, not stepping up in certain places like it should have stepped up, right? The, okay, we, we own that fact where we repent, we turn toward you. And the important thing to understand is that Jesus Christ is the groom, the Holy Spirit is the best man, and God knows how to deal with his bride. And we're the bride. He knows how to deal with us. But we have to be open to that when he points something out. And candidly, one of the, the most rampant things happening out there today, and you can, you can see this throughout the Old Testament and then into the New Testament, they always call out the prophets, they always call out sexual immorality, and they always call out false worship, like idolatry, false worship. But it was deeper than that temple uh, idols and the temple prostitution that were part of that worship. It's deeper than just an idol sitting there. And so in this time, as a country and as individuals, where are we compromising with sexual immorality? Where are we compromising with false worship? And be honest about this and then turn from it, confess with our mouths, turn from it, and watch what the Lord does in us, our families, in our land. This is a central thing. We're 
we're in a place right now where we have to have these kind of honest conversations over the holidays. We have people in our families who uh, are living in sin. We have people in our families who have had generational sin be a part of the way that they see life. It's become a lifestyle. And we just need to be honest about this stuff. Where have we compromised with the Word of God? Where have we compromised? Where, where have we allowed corruption to come in? And to be honest and open with God in this time, to be prayerful in this time, in, in the next year, just being on our faces before the Lord is a right heart posture. Not making excuses for corruption. Making excuses for compromise. And we all need to be honest about this and ask the Lord in, pr- in prayer, God, is there a blind spot? Do I personally have a blind spot? And I think with the year closing out here, God is bringing all of us to this place. It's not for, you know, folks just in the inner city or something like that. It, it's for all of us as Christians to be repentant before the Lord, prayerful before the Lord, intentional about our prayer. And that his promise, his word is that he will hear. That he will hear these things and heal our land. And I know there are enough Christians left in the United States of America that just are repentant, prayerful, heart posture. Allowing the light to be shown in to, sh- to, to s- expose the corruption, expose the compromise, is exactly where we need to be and is exactly what is needed to turn this country around and to turn our families around and to turn the city around. But are we open to it? And I hope you take that in prayer tonight and pray with your family about these things. Uh, from Yakima to Colville, that we all take this seriously and that we all understand God has put us here for a reason. And we want to walk out where he has us called, but to do that, we need to have our hearts right. In Jesus' name. That brings us now to prayer from a little bit of an irreverent angle, maybe. I don't know, but... This is a fairly uh, funny video, I think, anyway, of a puppy praying. Roll the clip. (laughs) Lord, we ask that you bless this food and nourish it to our bodies. We're very grateful and appreciative for everything we have. Thank you, Lord, for everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And the man's best friend praying with his master. I love that. All creation cries out. The sons of daughters of the living God would understand their identity and walk in power. Amen. That brings us next to the good versus evil segment. It is very clear throughout scripture that we are supposed to obey God rather than man. I want to cite a different 
thing that you may never have heard of. It's called the Ancient Law of Kings. Ken Johnson did a uh, translation of it. It's fantastic. Um, in 1 Samuel 10, Samuel compiles the Ancient Law of Kings. And in the Ancient Law, uh, there are a whole bunch of interesting things that help shape how we should vote. But one of them that really stood out to me is that if the king asked this, his subjects to obey him over a command of God, that it was the duty to say, we're going to actually disobey your command, king. We are going to obey God rather than man. So this is Old Testament stuff. And recently there have been satanic displays going up all over the country. And there is nothing that was ever intended by the founding fathers to say that somehow Satan had a place in the foundation of this country or in the, the halls of power in this country. In fact, every single one of the state constitutions talks about in some way, acknowledging in some way, the creator of the universe. So when a satanic display went up in Iowa, a Christian and a military veteran, as he said in his own words, decided to obey God rather than man. Roll the clip. And there you see a beheaded satanic statue. And it looks like it was destroyed as well. And he faces charges. His legal fund was almost immediately funded, by the way. So we have to ask ourselves a question in this time. Would we obey God rather than man? And that brings us to the Jesus glorifying video today. It is the 800th memorial of the nativity scene. And in this holiday season, God became a man and dwelt among us. And through his shed blood, we can be with him in eternity. Let's remember the reason for the season, and that is the atoning death of Jesus Christ on the cross 2,000 years ago. And that he is not only seeking to redeem us, but actually all of creation as well. In Jesus' mighty name. And that brings us now to your daily intelligence briefing. Remember, if you get a chance, subscribe to us on Rumble. Make sure to follow us on Telegram. And also like, share these programs with your friends and your family. Thank you to everybody that's been doing that recently. Uh, the, the reach is increasing dramatically. So we really appreciate you being part of this effort to get the truth out. And so the very first thing we're going to get into is the globalists. And that brings us to the globalist video. Supposedly, capitalism is dead. Now, I want to define something very quick for a roller clip. Cap, all systems are actually capitalist. The question is who owns and controls the capital? Capital is the means of production. So you can be in a free market system where the capital is owned and controlled privately or you could be in a communist system where the capital is owned and controlled by the government. And then all of the different shades of that in between, like socialism, where certain specific 
capital is owned and controlled to really control the entire economy. So there are different shades of that, but really you have the free market and you have communism. And so as we talk about this with the New World Order folks, understand what they actually want to do. They want to have a communist economy, a one world economy, where they control everything. Go ahead and roll the clip. Capitalism, yep. as we have known it, is dead. And this obsession that we have with maximizing profits for shareholders alone has led to incredible inequality and a planetary emergency. Uh, we all owe a grat of gratitude to you, Klaus. Uh, you have shown us the way forward. And Klaus is right. For 50 years, we have seen he has called for a new capitalism, a stakeholder capitalism, a more fair, a more just, a more equitable, a more sustainable way of doing business that values mm. all stakeholders as well as all shareholders. And I know, Klaus, you are right because Salesforce and through your... Who determines who's a stakeholder? Proof ...that stakeholder capitalism works. So you're going to hear this term in the news coming into the next year, stakeholder capital... What it really is, is communism. And they are organizing groups to be stakeholders, to represent your voice, of course, without your consent, at these confabs and, and elite meetings, when really it isn't anything about that at all. It's about their backdoor control through what seems to be representation, when it really is nothing but another guise for communism. And that brings us next on the globalist front to technocracy news. Deep South human brain scale supercomputer goes online in 2024. What could go wrong with that? The novel architecture mimics the human brain with 228 trillion, you heard that right, operations per second, simulating brain-like networks at scale. This technology emulates the brain's learning, adaptation, and processing abilities in a parallel and distributed manner intended to power AI applications. The supercomputer named Deep South is being developed by Western Sydney University in Australia. When it goes online next year, it will be capable of these 228 trillion synaptic operations per second, and it could one day help create a cyborg brain vastly more powerful than our own. Huh. Seems like they're trying to create humanity without God, does it not? And I would offer to you this, that is technology our freedom? Or is it actually intended to be our prison? And that brings us next to the China front. Coming to us from open source intelligence, the president of the Philippines, Ferdinand Marcos Jr., said during an interview that his country must undergo a, quote, paradigm shift, end quote, when dealing with China. President Marcos bemoaned the declining relations with China, saying that diplomacy was headed in a very poor direction. 
He told media during an event uh, in Japan, to this point, we have resorted to the traditional methods of diplomacy, but we have been doing this for many years now with very little progress. And it's time that the countries that feel that they have an involvement in this situation have come up with a paradigm shift. His comments come shortly after a 2024 uh, defense budget was released, showing that the Philippines intends to build a pier and small base on the Second Thomas Shoal, which, as we have reported on this show many times, is a potential upcoming flashpoint for a world war. Coming to us from Indo-Pak News, at least 70 arrested in China rocket force scandal. Prolonged disappearance of ex-Chinese foreign minister fuels suspicions of his execution for treason. And the Chinese government investigation of China's rocket force, which includes the country's long-range nuclear missiles, capable of hitting the U.S., has netted at least 70 people. While corruption is one problem plaguing the rocket force, another motive for this wide-ranging investigation is suspicion that generals in the rocket force leaked Chinese missile secrets to the United States. The reason China is clamping down right now so much on people who it believes are uh, maybe hidden dissidents, spies in its country is because it very likely is preparing for war with Taiwan in the very near future and needs to purge its ranks of anyone who could possibly betray them. Now, part of the, the problem with communism is they look for a spy under a bush, every bush. And in that paranoid place, they actually will execute, just like Joseph Stalin did, people who were faithful communists, but who, well, maybe have challenged them and, well, they consolidated power by removing those threats. So the fact we're seeing this right now is an indicator, another indicator of a looming potential world war. Coming to us also from Indopac News, Taiwan to seize intruding sand dredges from mainland China to fight illegal mining and gray zone warfare, revision to the law will allow the island to confiscate ships and machinery that cross into Taiwanese waters for illegal excavation. That will produce another flashpoint. Because if the Taiwanese board a Chinese ship, well, the Chinese may take that as an act of war. And conversely, down in the Philippine Sea, if the Chinese board a Philippine ship, the Filipinos will well, see that as an act of war. So things are headed very much in the wrong direction right now. Also, just a reminder, coming up on January 13th is the election in Taiwan. China has been waiting, I believe, to act until after that election to see if they can actually have a peaceful reunification with parties in Taiwan who want to seek that reunification with China versus the patriotic community in Taiwan who wants to remain free, which I believe represents the vast majority of Taiwan right now. So we're going to watch this very carefully here in the next few weeks to see what happens in the Chinese response. That brings us next to the Middle East front. Coming to us from Visegrad 24, the chain reaction has started. Now, because of the Houthis attacking shipping, we see on this picture here, as we bring it up, almost every vessel heading for the Suez Canal from Asia has now decided to sail south and go around Africa. Instead, huge cost due to the Houthi attacks against international maritime trade. So this means that there's going to be an increased cost for shipping, which of course is passed on to the consumers, which is going to be an upward inflationary pressure. Now, that said, 
This is why the United States has announced this coalition now to go, you know, protect shipping in the Middle East. But really, it seems like that this coalition goes into the Middle East, that potentially that actually could provoke a regional war. So another huge flashpoint developing in the Middle East right now. And that brings us to the Russia-Ukraine front. Coming to us from Knightsbridge Intelligence. Denmark and the U.S. agree to a defense deal. Denmark has agreed to a 10-year bilateral security deal with the United States, which will allow permanent deployment of U.S. soldiers to the country. This means that American soldiers and equipment can be permanently stationed on Danish soil, said the Danish prime minister. The agreement has been in negotiations since February of last year and is similar to recent deals the U.S. assigned with Finland and Sweden. Now, I want you to check out the map here. Finland, Sweden, now Denmark, effectively surrounding Russia's ability to access that part of the sea. And very clearly, this is outside of NATO, by the way, NATO agreements. Very clearly, the United States is projecting power forward in what looks like anticipation for a world war. These are just more indicators right now. That brings us next to open source intelligence. Russian drones entered Romanian airspace Thursday. I want to say that again. Russian drones entered a NATO allies airspace Thursday and NATO scrambled fighters in response. The drones were part of a significant wave of Shahid drones launched by Russia against Ukraine and most of them over the Odessa Oblast, which borders Romania. One of the drones, and everybody needs to pay attention to this, exploded four kilometers north of Grindu, Romania, apparently of its own accord. In other words, it wasn't shot down. And Grindu is at the juncture of Romania and Moldova and Ukraine. German press agency says that Russian drones were identified by the uh, German crews including visual contact, and without an order from NATO to shoot them down. Russian attacks against Ukraine harbors on the Danube River have occasionally seen drones enter Romanian territory. Here is my point with this. If a drone caused civilian casualties in a NATO country, would that lead to war? Well, a lot of people say, well, there'd be a de-escalation. What if Russia intentionally launches drones or what if those drones are hijacked, hacked, and flown into military infrastructure in a NATO allies country? Would that start a war? Again, all of these questions, these are just potential flashpoints there between Russia and NATO. And it clearly looks like we are continuing to head toward war there. And that brings us now to the national front. Coming to us from the Gateway Pundit, this is one of the coolest stories I have seen in a while. A miracle of God, a four-month-old baby found alive in a tree after being swept up by a tornado. There's a picture of, the, of where the baby was in the tree. The baby is fine now. Thank you, Jesus. What a story that is. God protects his people even in the midst of a storm. I love that. And that brings us next to open source intelligence. A new report by the Center for Strategic and International Studies has found that satellites in low Earth orbit might not be enough 
to provide sufficient early warning against hypersonic weapons. And the lead author on the report said during a CSIS event in Washington, D.C. Monday, this problem is so challenging in part because hypersonic weapons are sub-pixel sized targets. In other words, they're smaller than the pixels used to actually image them. So this has identified a weakness in missile defense in the United States and I would say in allied countries as well that I'm sure somebody is already working on, at least we hope they are. But it's interesting that we're kind of being conditioned to look at missile defense right now as almost if we are being prepared for a missile to land in the continental United States. God forbid. And that brings us lastly to Gateway Pundit. This is breaking news just before I came on the show here. The Colorado Supreme Court, I, I want to preface this with something. This is the kind of thing that could lead to a civil war in America. I do not say that lightly. But when Marxist revolutionaries have their way to try to keep Trump off the ballot, this is the kind of thing that can bring America to a breaking point. Colorado Supreme Court has disqualified President Trump from the 2024 ballot. The legal challenge to block Trump from the 2024 ballot in Colorado, citing the 14th Amendment, is headed to the state Supreme Court earlier this month. The legal, uh, the legal theories are based on Section 3 of the United States Constitution's 14th Amendment, which states a public official who is engaged in insurrection and rebellion against the United States may be disqualified for public office. Very clearly, that's not what happened on January 6th. And as more evidence comes out of that, we know that that is the truth. Trump has not been charged with engaging in insurrection or rebellion against the United States. And the state's high court left room for appeal. The ruling will go into effect on January 4th, 2024. And Trump will obviously appeal that ruling now to the United States Supreme Court according to a statement he released just a short while ago. Wow. And that is your briefing. Remember the antidote to dependency and socialism is to be a God-fearing, self-reliant, freedom-loving American. Thank you to everybody who has been praying for us. And remember to share, like, comment on these programs and follow us on Telegram. Subscribe to us on Rumble. And make sure you retweet things on Twitter. That would be very helpful as well. As we put out a lot of information every day to keep you up to date, not only on prayer points, but also on the state of our world and what God is doing here in the United States of America, which is making the enemy rage so much. That brings us to our guest today, Rebecca Terrell. She is the senior editor for the New American Magazine, an excellent current events analyst, and we're going to be talking all about current events today. Rebecca, it is great to have you on Patriot Radio today. How are you doing? It is great to be back. Thank you so much. I'm great to apologize to my house is torn up right now. So <laughs> just have a look of the room. Um, I've had workers in the house today uh, installing a new floor, as a matter of fact. So the, that part of the house looks clean and empty and the rest of the house looks like it does behind me. So my apologies. <laughs> Well, I'm sure many people relate to your condition right now. There are many people that are doing remodeling. Amen. So I want to talk, I want to talk about this Trump thing. I mean, my goodness, the Colorado Supreme Court coming out and saying Trump's disqualified from the ballot, a very dubious legal theory. 
He's not even been charged. He's not even been convicted of anything in regards to the insurrection. So kind of how are you analyzing this? Well, I'm sure he's saying bring it on because, you know, this what what great advertising. No advertising is bad. Plus, I mean, think about if people wrote it in, you know, just do, this, uh, do a write-in campaign for Colorado and see what would happen. Wow. You know, I, I just... The, the, all these ploys, all these all these attempts to censor us, I think people are really waking up that that's the one good thing about COVID is that people have woken up and they're not going to take it anymore. Now, one thing that people, of course, they're woken about, about COVID, about the jab, and I know I'm not supposed to say those words. Hope I'm not getting you censored. Are, are you talking about but, the Verona virus? Uh, is that what you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I should say that. I Please. should learn. I should have learned my lesson by now. Because we've gotten censored too. The New American, we were kicked off of uh, Facebook and, and YouTube and all of this. So, oh, well, you know, these days, if you're on those platforms, you're not doing something right. Um, but anyway, the you know, we, we also, we need to look at um, what's going on with this COP28 that just got finished. I mean, they are putting it down on paper. They This is depopulation bald-faced depopulation. I mean, they they admit it themselves. There are too many people on the planet. They're destroying Mother Earth. You are the carbon they want to get rid of. And we have got to stop sacrificing our culture and our God on, this, on the altar of this tolerance of other cultures and religions. They don't tolerate us. No. And we're seeing that in Israel right now. They do not tolerate anyone really that disagrees with them. Absolutely. We are seeing that in Israel. And, you know, that's something that I think that we, uh, that Christians worldwide need to realize, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, the Jews are God's chosen people. That is true of the old Testament. Uh, the modern state of Israel was instituted by the United Nations in the 1940s for the purpose of stirring up all of this controversy. I mean, one group is favored above, above all the other groups in that area. What do you think is going to happen? And we don't see tolerance of, of Christianity in Israel. You cannot publicly proselytize um, and try to, to spread the good news, spread the word of God about, um, you know, modern, modern Jews. Of course, we don't hate them. We, we love them. We pray for them. We want them to um, know the truth of the true Messiah who has already come. They shouldn't be waiting for another Messiah, but they don't, uh, they don't worship the same God that we do. You know, people talk about Judeo-Christian values. No, <laughs> no, the, the Jews of modern, modern day Jews do not. Uh, they, they worship a, a unitary, a unitary God, uh, one God. We, worship the triune god the holy trinity father son and holy ghost and um it's time that we stand up and uh stand up for that because jesus said if you deny me before my father i will deny you before him well let's and talk that's one way that we do it. yeah and let's talk a little bit about this depopulation thing i want to jump back to that i don't want that to get lost here that the, the, a lot of these wars are being fomented with the intentional purpose. And I, I mean, there's been 1400 years. I want to be very clear here. There's been 1400 years of Islam attacking the West. Right. That has not changed, you know, but, but the, the, it's been very clear too, that, you know, General Pachipa said that, you know, 4,000 KGB agents had infiltrated Islamic groups, but all of this, we, we got to step back. 
all of this is part of this depopulation agenda. It's to bring, and they're serious about the things that were written on the Georgia Guidestones, but I've met so many people, even in the legislature, that didn't believe that that was actually true. So let's talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. I was just listening to Sky News Australia. They were interviewing a geologist in Pilner, I think is his name. And he was saying, this is not a climate change conference. This has nothing to do with this, it has to do with energy. And what they want to do is take away our reliable, affordable uh, energy, forms of generating energy, fossil fuels, and of course, nuclear, which is always demonized because it is the best option. And um, he said, that's what this is about. This is about taking away our reliable sources of energy to in order to depopulate the planet. Because look at what you're, you know, the sun isn't going to cooperate. The sun's not going to start shining at night just because we decide we don't want to use fossil fuels anymore, because that's what it would take for your solar panels to work at night. Energy has to be generated as it's used and used as it's generated. A lot of people don't understand this and they, they have some wild idea that, oh, we're going to be able to have back, backup batteries. Run your house, run your heater in the winter on backup batteries and see how long it lasts, see how cold you get. And we also know that cold is a much more vicious killer than heat. We know many, many more people die in, you know, for instance, the elderly are so susceptible to uh, changes, drastic changes in, in weather and um, many more elderly and infirm and youth as well die in cold conditions than they do in, in hot conditions. In fact, global warming is a positive thing. We also know that all of the, the warming, all of the climate variation that we see today is well within natural variation of the past. We know that the glaciers that are receding, what's underneath them? Well, we see boreal forests that grow that grew at a time when Earth was much warmer, far above where the natural tree line is today. And who, you know, who planted those trees there? What global warming deniers? What you know, <laughs> let's let's look, look at the evidence that God has put right there in front of us and stop with all this worshiping the earth. This is really a violation. People who have this, oh, save Mother Earth and really mean it. You know, there there are those who really do think, oh, my gosh, we've got to save the planet. We're going to destroy it. it, it who is your God? Is it is it this Gaia, this Mother Earth or is it the God who created Earth and keeps it? it and everything on it in existence. Um, where's your faith? Where's your faith that he is a loving father who's going to take care of his creation? Um, just all of this, it, this is just suicide, what, what we have planned with all of this climate change nonsense. Well, let's talk about the control fact and, and aspect of it. I mean, the climate has been changing and it always will be changing, but there is a balance that's happened naturally in the climate, I mean, Greenland was Greenland for a reason. There, like you said, were trees found underneath the so-called permafrost. So we, we have, you have factual evidence of a, like you said, much warmer climate at a particular time in the past. And that actually CO2 is good. It's plant food. It's good. It actually makes things greener. And as things get greener, then the balance happens again. Plants consume the CO2. So this really has to be about control. But this is where we get to the sinister purpose. So let's talk about what is the sinister purpose behind this control at its heart. <laughs> 
Absolutely. Well, I think we've said it. Well, I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's depopulation. The, and and yes, it all does tie back to um, to which God you serve, you know, because God, God created all of this. He said it's good. Um, he and Satan works against him, trying to destroy us, trying to destroy the earth. Um, really, when we know, you know, biblical scholars agree that uh, we were created to supplement that part of heaven that was lost when the angels rebelled and of course satan doesn't want that to happen because once the earth ends he's confined strictly to hell i'm sorry i hope you can't no you can hear my dog playing with her toy (laughs) sawyer do you have a picture of the dog do you have the picture of the dog the chewini okay well we'll get that up here in a second but go ahead rebecca she's right behind me but um okay bring it up up yeah there he is right there. We, it's our favorite picture. Don't leave me at home when you, I, I don't want to be home alone when you go to work. That's the picture. All right. Holly. Oh, <laughs> yes. Those eyes are so, they're just chastising. So, um, you know, I mean, that's, that's the spiritual game behind this. And we have to remember all of these things, just like with climate change or, or COVID or any of these other things, we can, we can be our own gods. You know, we don't, we don't need God. We can be our own gods and, and make the world a better place. Well, that goes back to the same lie that we were told in the garden of Eden. So this is nothing new. It's everything old is new again. It's just in, in new packaging, right? So this is at its heart, a spiritual battle, but God always uses the things of the earth. Just like when Jesus would pick up uh, dirt and spit on it and make a mud paste and he'd put it on the blind man's eyes and the blind man could see. He didn't have to do that. Why did he do that? He did that to show us, no, I want you to use the things of this earth for toward my plan. Right. And so we have to, we can't be, we're in the world, not of the world, but we have to fight back. I I have a friend who just, um, did a magnificent job he found out what the what they're trying to do to our science curricula and in schools across the nation the bill and melinda gates foundation has funded this next generation science standards and he took it to a state board of education in north carolina he got them to not overturn the whole thing but he at least got them to take out the really really bad parts and reinstitute for instance, scientific method and critical thinking mm. in their science curricula in North Carolina. It's the only state in the union, except for Florida. Florida never adopted this next generation science standards. Only 10 years ago did the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation fund this. It was written by the National Academy of Sciences. It was pushed through all the state boards of education. People who say there's no conspiracy going on, that's conspiracy. It was done right underneath our noses. And there are 3 million graduates in this country every year who are, who are graduating, not educated but indoctrinated with all of this climate change nonsense and it's become their god and they're reacting they're taught to react out of fear 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 and the whole message is humans are the problem that's the message of covid you know you're a typhoid mary you're going around uh you know spreading disease everywhere you're killing everybody it's your fault you're the problem humans are the problem climate change humans are the problem if it weren't for all these humans the earth would be a wonderful place you know when that's the message, you know what the source is, it's the devil. But we've got to fight. This is like my friend in North Carolina took it to the State Board of Education, worked with them, educated them about what was going on. They didn't even know it. They, they weren't aware of what they just heard. Oh, next generation science standards. Who could be against that? That's great. No, it's not. It's horrible. It's Orwellian. 
And we've got to be vigilant. What's that old saying? The price of freedom is eternal vigilance. We have to do that. And we have to stop, like I said, sacrificing everything on the altar of tolerance. Oh, we've got to tolerate this, tolerate that. Who tolerates us? No, there was no culture that ever survived that tolerated other intolerant cultures. Right. And I want to talk about the scientific method very quickly, just, just for everybody that is listening, watching right now. So there were two sources of God's truth, the law of nature and the law of nature's God. Those were legal terms of art Thomas Jefferson put into the Declaration of Independence, and they were from Sir William Blackstone's commentaries on the laws of England, which was the law in England for 150 years. They specifically meant scripture, holy scripture, as one of the sources of truth, and then also God's truth written into creation. And the scientific method was to discover God's truth that was written into creation. And most people have never even heard that biological science, political science. It was all the method by which to discover his truths. And so what they're really, this is a war against truth at its very core. It is a war against truth. Communist manifesto, get rid of all truth, religion, morality. They want to get rid of truth ultimately. And right. so how do, how do we fight that battle of keeping the truth in the public sphere? Keeping that well, first of all, listening to programs like yours, right, and reading reading periodicals like mine, because we do uh, we do try to keep all of this front and center and in front of people. Uh, the the major media turn off the tube. You have, you are going to be indoctrinated. Watch what's happening in your in your children's schools, um, and also too, God kind of God did give us the recipe for the solution here. Um, back in the um, in Chronicles, uh, where he says. Um, it says to Solomon that if his people who are called by his name humble themselves and pray and seek his face, he will and turn from their wicked ways. Because, and we have to realize, too, we're part of that. We're, we're part of these wicked ways. Think about the fact that, okay, that for instance, the second commandment of God is, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. We even have an acronym for it. And how many of us use it? Flippantly. And that's how, that's how steeped we are and really amorality. We have to think about that and look at our culture. I mean, look out there, look at what uh, youngs are allowed to watch on TV and the depravity that's in advertisements alone, not the programming on TV. Turn it off, get rid of it, turn to God. He says, I will heal their land if we do this. But it's not just, yes, it's praying, Yes, it's repenting. Yes, it's changing your life being in the world, but not of the world. But it is also these very important, be aware of what's going on. Don't hand your kids over to the to government schools. Uh, you, we know what's going to happen there because when you take God out of education, it is no longer education. It is indoctrination. And this goes way, way back. This goes back to Horace Mann in this country. He's the father of modern public education. And he took education out of the hands of parents and the churches, and he puts it, put it in the hands of the government. And they did it in, in Europe, too, under Hegel, who actually said in bald-faced terms, government is God. Government gets to tell you what to do. Wow. And that, and he is, he's their father of modern public education. So you wonder what's going on, look at the schools, you know? And there are those who say, well, let's just get us out, get everybody out of the schools and go into public and parochial. I mean, go from public to private and parochial. 
Unfortunately, most of those private and parochial schools also receive funding from the government, so they have to abide the same standards that public schools do. They also have to be accredited so their students can be eligible for all of the accredited colleges around, right? So they're kind of roped into it too. The only freedom is, is homeschool. And our economy is so anti-family because, of course, women were told decades ago, you can be just like the men you can which degrades us as women we have a higher calling than that we have not and i'm not saying anything disrespectful about men you have your place and it's very important we gave up that hand that rocks the cradle rules the world we gave that up and we went into the working world where we're not supposed to be by and large i don't mean everybody but i mean by and large it's just like i mean all of these things that they've done to whittle away at our constitution all these amendments that they've added and to make it look more and more like the communist manifesto which is a completely atheistic document and one of the big is women's suffrage. Yes, I'm going to say it. Women didn't want the vote back then because they didn't want all the bother that goes with it. They didn't want to have to worry about jury duty and, and all this stuff. They were busy with their the jobs that they knew they had a higher calling to, and that was raising the raising children and keeping hearth and home together. Right. So this is this is what we have to get back to. We have to stop listening to and reacting to the and, and succumbing to the lies, the lies of the environmental movement, the lies of the feminist movement. Um, you know, I had a, a young girl was uh, a young lady was asking me the other day what my advice to her was on on colleges. And I said, you know, you really need to be focused on right now in your life on marriage and family because she's a, she's a young woman and she said oh i'm i'm only 20 <laughs> like no that you're not you're proving my point you know you need to be focused on what god intended women and men for and not what this world tells you you're supposed mm -hmm. to be doing oh pursue your career pursue your career and i know that that you know the way our economy is set up right now lots of most families do need to incomes unfortunately but the only way we're going to get back to that god will heal our land if we turn from our wicked ways and and do it his way and do it his way, that, his way yeah his way works yeah it's exactly right I want to kind of get back to the energy piece. When I was in the legislature, uh, I, I gave a speech on the floor of the House specifically talking about the fact that we would be grid unstable by 2028 if we continued to pursue these policies. That was not a, a political polarizing statement. That was math, actually, right? And so we closed down different uh, uh, electricity generating facilities, and you're kind of left with only a couple choices. And one of those is nuclear and, you know, all the scare with nuclear, I don't want to talk about that today, but how are we going to address this? Because hydroelectric, they're trying to take dams out here in Washington state. Yep. Washington. So what for, for the yeah. salmon, for the, for the salmon, which have been, by the way, doing just fine for just decades fine. with the yeah. hydro dams. But suddenly we have softer salmon that can't survive the hydroelectric dams. And of course, the the Native American tribes, supposedly, who this is sacred. These are sacred waters. Again, sacrificing ourselves on the altar of tolerance for pagan religions. How is that okay? <laughs> it's 
It's not. And so, yes, you have all, we are careening toward a wipeout when it comes to our grid. You're exactly right, because we have all of these coal-fired plants um, that are way past, they can't, they're way past their lifespan and they're not being maintained properly Mm -hmm. because it's not, it doesn't pay the energy companies to maintain them because when you are, when they are competing with, uh, government subsidized wind and solar because that's most of the renewables are wind and solar they have to actually sometimes pay for the energy they produce that is not used they actually have to pay to keep energy that base load amount of energy because of the subsidized wind and solar have to be used first so the federal government and state governments too are making the playing field completely unlevel and all of these coal plants are are aging out uh, meanwhile we're way behind china and russia and our, our major adversaries in nuclear they actually have small modular reactors they've lo- they've now built nuclear reactors on ships that can yep. move around to different ports and we have got let me see just um not just at the end of last year or the beginning of this year we opened our first nuclear reactor in something like 30 years went online and it's yesterday's technology we don't even have the late with third generation is what everyone else has now they're starting fourth generation nuclear technology and that can use nuclear waste spent nuclear waste that's the fuel for the fourth generation technology we don't have it because everything that's nuclear in our country is still bound by the nuclear regulatory commission which still operates by the same regulations that they laid out in the 1970s they have not been updated this is planned this is this isn't by accident none of this is by accident and anybody who uses that you know the cia back when with the jfk assassination they coined that conspiracy theorist slur you know we're all conspiracy theorists just like joe mccarthy mccarthyites you know and all this well you know what can you say covid <laughs> or what was your version of the word <laughs> <laughs> yeah the veronica so so the but, yeah. but conspiracy is the engine of history it's a small group of people getting Absolutely. together to try to change something. That is the definition of conspiracy. Conspiracy is literally the engine of history. So again, this is kind of coming against truth. I don't want to go there, but small modular nuclear reactors. You, I want people to imagine power lines being gone because you have small modular nuclear reactors outside of major industrial areas. And the, the amount of cheap power for the entire world that would happen, you would have places in Africa become first world nations in three years if we went that route yeah and they have to be refueled every 30 years you know something like these solar panel people don't understand like about solar panels and wind uh, turbines they their lifespan is at most 25 years and all of this i mean warren was it warren buffett who said we wouldn't build any solar farms if or, or or wind turbines put in wind farms if um, it weren't for the government subsidies it wouldn't pay i mean he admitted that it was at the texas um attorney general a few years ago who said that wind was just devastating you know texas is a darling of the wind ind- industry they have more than 10 yeah. percent of their uh, grid that's based on wind and we saw what happened in 2021 with that big freeze and so uh, hundreds of people died 
in that freeze. They weren't prepared for it. The wind turbines froze up. The, they appealed, um, Ken Paxton appealed to uh, the uh, Department of Energy saying, let us please fire up our coal plants to be ready for this big storm that's about to hit. And but the Biden administration said, no, no, you can't do that, you know, because God forbid that one extra molecule of carbon dioxide. And here's an irony too, talking about carbon dioxide. You know, they say they, they demonized it. It's horrible. It's terrible. We can't have any more carbon dioxide being released into the atmosphere. Yet they're capturing carbon dioxide at these ethanol plants throughout the, throughout the Corn Belt and the Great Plains. They're liquefying it, making it actually a dangerous substance. I mean, if you, th these pipelines that they're piping them through thousands of miles to deep underground sequestration wells, um, when these pipelines leak and they do, they burst and uh, they will, they kill that, that concentrated carbon dioxide displaces oxygen. And you don't have long when that happens to you. Wow. And then the, the, the really bad that's not even the worst part of it. They're talking about sequestering this carbon dioxide deep in underground caverns. This is going to, you mix this with, um, with water and it becomes acid and it dissolves underground water and it dissolves the sandstone and limestone and all of the stones underneath there. We're talking about this is happening along major fault lines that like the new Madrid. And I'm here, I live in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm on the new Madrid fault line. You're asking for trouble. You people do not understand how connected all of these underground caverns are. When we had the huge the 1811 and 1812 earthquakes along that New Madrid fault that changed the course of the river. In fact, the Mississippi River flowed north for a while during these earthquakes, and the and the tremors were felt as far away as Boston and Canada. Wow. That's how connected. The, all of these underground caverns are, and that's what they're talking about doing. And so they are actually literally making carbon dioxide into a very dangerous substance and piping it through. And meanwhile, stealing farmers' farmland away from them with total immunity. They have mm -hmm. the federal government and Im eminent domain, and all of these farmers are fighting for their lives, and their livelihoods. Need, and we need to support them in every possible way. One minute left. Rebecca, a judge orders over 100 of the child predator Jeffrey Epstein high-profile associates to be revealed in the next 14 days. Do you think it's actually going to happen? It might. I don't know. I, I really, I don't know. I don't have a good, I tell you what though, whew, that's, what did Jesus say about those who, who scandalize children? Man. Better than a millstone pattern on their neck? Yikes. That's I mean, we've scary. gotten so scary close stuff. in the past, right? A judge has now ordered it. I don't know. I'm, I'm skeptical like you. I, I just, I, I don't know if it's actually going to mm -hmm. happen. You know, it seems like and right does, to the last what good will come of it, right? right? If it does, what good will come of it? So we'll see. We can pray. We can. We can pray. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining yeah. me on Patriot Radio today. May God bless you and Merry Christmas. Keep up the fight. God bless you and Merry Christmas. All right. Rebecca Terrell from The New American senior editor there, and also just super awesome analysis on current events. Go check it out for yourself. Uh, I, I want to just talk about this quickly, you know, about small modular nuclear reactors. I haven't talked much about it on the show. Can nuclear power is not dangerous in today's technology? It's just not. It's a factual, that is a factual statement. So some people have an emotional reaction to nuclear power. 
it is a factual statement. The, the catastrophic nuclear failures that have happened were known about, the, the weaknesses were known about ahead of time, and they just weren't prepared for. But in small modular nuclear reactors, uh, you have to refill every 30 years, outlasts the useful life of solar panels. You can literally put these things at, in houses, like at, outside of houses or, or major residential areas, major industrial areas, and it's modular so you can grow as the thing as the amount of people grow in that place. And, and the bigger part of this is this technology would allow freedom for most of the world. Fossil fuels is freedom. Nuclear power is actual freedom. And if we don't start hydroelectric power, it's freedom. If we don't start looking at these issues as freedom issues, we look at them as purely some sort of electrical generation issue, environmental issue. I think we missed the, the point entirely. Our freedom is at stake when they try to implement these control mechanisms. And if we want to talk about stopping CO2, maybe we should advocate that at least right now, Klaus Schwab stops talking. I think that would be a great thing for all of humanity. This is Matt Shea. Thank you so much for joining us on Patriot Radio today. May God bless all of you. And he is making this generation the greatest one. The awakening is here. Merry Christmas and keep up the fight.